On this episode, I'm going to break down the number one reason why I was able to completely take myself out of doing in-office consultations at the very beginning of this year. And if it wasn't for the strategy, it never would have been possible. Stay tuned. I'm Andrea Maxim, and this is the Profitable Practice Podcast made for practitioners who are ready to build a six-figure practice with a million-dollar impact that also lets you close your laptop and be present with your family anytime you want to. Together, we will challenge the antiquated ways of running a practice, we'll merge our brick and mortar online, and build, systemize, and grow as maximized practitioners. Welcome to the podcast. A lot of times practitioners are saying that they don't have enough time, they are overwhelmed, they are anxious, they want all of the things, they they know where they want their business to go, they know what their dream end point looks like, and yet they don't get there. They don't get there at the end of the year, they don't get there in two years, they don't get there in 10 years, sometimes they don't even get there by the end of their career. And the worst thing that can happen is you look back and you say, if only, if only I had done things differently, if only I'd managed my time differently, if only I'd been more brave, if only I'd been more fearless. And the strategy is out there. People talk about the systems that they use to grow their business as a solopreneur, to grow their team, to scale, to do all of these things. And yet... We don't want to listen. Maybe we're not ready to listen for it. Maybe it just doesn't make sense. If you're anything like me, I am not a data or analytics person at all. I hate data. I hate analytics. I hate like tracking things, even though that's what everyone tells you that you should be doing. Um, And it was something that I had to get that negative talk out of my brain, walk through the discomfort of doing things that aren't necessarily in my wheelhouse. They're not things that I really enjoy doing, but it does make a difference. And this strategy is something that we are constantly reminding our Maximize Practitioner program students about. We are talking about it on the podcast. And this strategy alone, single-handedly, was the reason why as of December 31st, I finally stopped doing one-on-one consultations. I stopped going into the office and I just manage my team virtually now. Thank goodness, because we are homeschooling our children, which is a whole other issue, stress, whatever you want to call it, all the swear words all at once. Um, And we are still making money. I'm still making revenue. And I don't have to do any of the work. And I finally feel free. I feel like this weight has been lifted off my shoulders that I've been fighting against for at least five years. I can probably think back to when I was in my third year of practice, how I was already starting to think of my exit strategy. How could I get out of doing the day-to-day? How could I get out of doing all these administrative tasks? How could I start to get the patient flow on automate, which is exactly why we created our unique branded solution, which is the gap protocol. And that's now what we're getting known for. Um, instead of like always having to think and research and doing new things, what is the, the um, demographics that I want to attract? Who are the cases that I want to attract? We don't attract by niche condition. We attract by our niche protocol. 
And that puts us into a really nice boundary where we can still have some of that uniqueness come through. It's not totally repetitive, but we do stay within a particular wheelhouse. All of these things evolved because of this one strategy. And I'm not going to take full credit for it. I have seen other people talk about it in their own language. I learned it from Alex Sharfin working with um, his Billionaire Code Accelerator program, which I think has reached renamed. And now we adopted what we call our 19037-1 program, which stands for annual. So every year at the very end of the year, our team will create what our annual targets are going to be. And that's going to be a uh, revenue target. And that's also going to be a numerical target that you can track. We always track revenue of all of the clinics. We have three clinics that we're running and we track our new patient numbers. Then at your 30 days, every month, we again go back through or we create our what our 30 day targets or goals are going to be to achieve those annual targets. We do that at the beginning of the year and then we do it every single month all year long where we start by reflecting on what did we get done and then we create, okay, what are we going to do this year? I skipped one, which is our 90. So I went one to 30, but I forgot our 90, which is our quarterly. And the quarterly is the exact same thing. What are we going to do in the quarter that's going to get us to our annual? And then every quarter we go back through what we did and our monthly is going to get us to everything that we wanted to do and committed to in our quarterly. And then what we do is every week we do a weekly huddle. So this is our seven. So we're at 190.37. So here's where we do all of the micro metrics. So we will track revenues for all of the practices. We will track our new patient numbers, but then we're also going to track things like likes, followers, email open rate. We track um, podcast downloads. We track what freebies people are opting into. We are tracking Each of our team members have their own Google Sheet where they are tracking how many products they sold, how many new patients they sold, how many patients they converted on their own. What was their rebooking rate? How many cancellations did they have that week? Um, We do our Facebook ad spend and how many um, people we brought in because of the Facebook ad and the revenue that that brought in or profits or whatever. We track all of the things that we can and we're even going to be going into detail with our social media posts, our lives, all of that. Now, I said at the very beginning of this that I hate tracking. I hate metrics. It is not something that I want to do. So I have a VA in the Philippines who I hired And she will do all of that metric sheet for me. So all I do when I show up on that weekly huddle that we have as an entire team to go through the numbers is I I only work on the revenue numbers. That's my job. That's what I do. That's the only part that I fill in. And then Anne will fill in the rest. And then my team members are also responsible for what they did for the week. And then we celebrate the numbers or we say, oh, yeah, it was because of X, Y or Z. But it's a great way to keep the team motivated. And as someone who is no longer in the office, it's a great way for me to see how the office is running while I'm not there. And then finally, so we did one, 90, 37, one. The one is every single day. So I have an action planner that I I literally have like seven on my shelf right now that I could show you. And I am so one of those people that buys the action planners because you're so in the zone of wanting to like 
do all of the, the reflection and my top three goals and this is my to-do list and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so this year, being that it's a new year, I promised myself that I would absolutely do it. I have been six days strong. Yay me. Um, and still working away at it. But that is the final piece is now showing up every single week. So before I had the planner, we run all of this, our 190-30-7-1 plan on our Airtable. Airtable is free. And so when at the beginning of the week, when we're getting ready for our weekly huddle, everyone will put in their commitments for the week. At every single stage that we talk about, we are aiming for 80% completion. So we're not asking for perfection. We're not asking anybody to get all of the things done because life happens, but at least we want to be hitting 80%. And I can tell you, every single week, we've gotten to 80%. Every single month, we've gotten to 80%. Every single quarter, we've gotten to 80%. And at the very end of our targets, we got more than 80%. So imagine what... It would be like for you if you could get 80% or more of your to-do list done on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis, and crush your annual targets that you want to achieve because everything is feeding into each other as we go up the line. And that is exactly why every time I go live with our MPP members, I am reminding them, okay, it's the end of the month. Make sure that you're doing your monthly Make sure that you're setting up your weeklies with yourself. That's how it was for me before I hired my team. I had to learn all of the metrics for myself. I had to be committed to doing it. And it took me a solid three weeks to wrap my head around it, to like fight through it. I would have it in front of me day in and day out, just setting it all up. And it was a struggle. It was not something that I wanted to do. It was not enjoyable for me. I hated it. It caused a lot of noise and pressure, but I, I sailed through it and I got to the other end. Now my Sundays are geared to do all of my revenue tracking, which means my books are up to date every single week, which was never something that I had ever accomplished before. And um, then I set up my weekly accomplishments or things that I want to do. And so now my action planner is just a physical version of that. But it's just without having that sort of strategy, without knowing what it is that you're trying to achieve on a weekly basis, without knowing what it is that your ultimate, you know, Super Bowl goal is, there is no way that you are going to get into a place with your business where one, you are getting things done. Because we all know the difference between where you are now and what I have achieved or what somebody else has achieved that you're following or aspire to become is the speed to which we take action. That is always going to be the difference between you getting what you want and not getting it is how quickly you're willing to take action. And it's not that I'm doing this fearlessly. It's not that I'm doing this without anxiety or sleepless nights or anything like that. Hiring team members is hella scary. It is hella scary because it is an expense that you don't know if it's actually going to work out for you. But when I onboard my team members and show them our schedule strategy and show them how often we have these touch points and they know the goals and they know what we're trying to achieve and they are bought in to how this 19037-1 framework looks, they just ease into the role. They know exactly where we're going as a team. They know exactly what the courses of our ship, so to speak. 
And it's way easier to onboard people when they know what the vision is, as opposed to just sitting them at a desk and saying, this is what I want you to do. But it also holds them accountable. And I think whenever somebody is in a role, there is a level of autonomy that we all want, but there's also a level of responsibility that we want to have and something that we are owning and something that we are doing. And that is also very motivating for a team. If I did not put the strategy together, I would not have the confidence to hire anyone other than reception. I would not have the confidence to hire salaried employees to take over my practices like my babies, I, I built both of them up from nothing. And to step away and just give people like free reign and just be like, take care of my patients, follow our protocols, blah, blah, blah. That was tough. It was really tough. And even now, as I'm shedding that last practice, I'm having to let go a lot of the worry, a lot of the ego, a lot of the concerns that I have, like, is this, is this going well? Are people going to onboard? Are they going to like love my new employee? Um, and it's been smooth sailing and it even unites us as a team every time we have these meetings. So again, we're having meetings every single day on our daily huddles. We are having, except for Friday, we're taking Friday off as a team. We, um, do our monthly meetings. We do our quarterly meetings and we have an annual meeting. And so what is that? Like 52 plus a whole bunch. So that's a lot of meetings, but they're all micro meetings because we know exactly what we're going through. We know exactly how we're reviewing the previous whatever. We know exactly what our tasks are for the um, month because we did our quarterly. All of these things just feed into each other. And again, meetings are not something that I enjoy. Right before a meeting, I always have to like mentally prep and be like, okay, we're going into a meeting. You know, you're the CEO, you have to bring the energy and it's tough some days. And there's some days that I, I don't want to do it, but I have to. That is what your role is as a maximized practitioner, as that business CEO person. So even if you are still a person of one, this strategy, which I know you have heard from so many other people that they're doing something very similar, it works but it sucks at the beginning if you are not someone that likes to track or be um, like hold yourself accountable on a daily basis or learn how to commit to the goals that you set up every quarter and only those. That was probably the biggest um, thing that I had to fight against is we love shiny objects. We love being distracted. We love doing all the things that aren't on our to-do list because the things that are on our to-do list are the hardest or we create them out to be the hardest and we like put them off as the very last thing like oh check my emails for sure I would do that before like working on my program and yet those things that you want to commit to are the things that are actually going to grow your business and grow your revenue and grow those critical numbers that you put at the beginning of the year when you set out your intentions for the year and so one our, our biggest rule is until you've gotten your weekly commitments done, you can't do anything else. Until we've gotten all of our monthly things done, you can't do anything else. Until we've gotten all of our quarterly projects done, we can't add anything new that entire quarter. And so this is, again, staying, hi Brenda, this is why staying so committed to the process, so hyper-focused on your goals. Sorry. It allows you to be actionable. It allows you to get things done that you've been putting off forever. We accomplished what I had been wanting to do in like two years. We did it in a quarter. It was insane, but we did it. So then I ask you, what would that look like for you and your business to get two years worth of work done in three months? 
That is why this strategy is so powerful. And it is also why we've been able to achieve so much in such a quick period of time as me doing it myself, then onboarding my team. And so if you know your time is more valuable than anything else right now, and you want to get some extra support, I would love for you to book in that uh, strategy call. The link is in the show notes. And definitely uh, go watch our video training. It's a replay from a webinar masterclass we did about how you can start to merge your practice online. But why I think it's important is because I break down the top three blockers that practitioners tend to have when it comes to just running their business in general, especially in 2021. So either or both, book that call with me. Let's get strategizing together. Go watch that training. And of course, we have a ton of free resources on our website, maximizebusiness.ca. So hopefully this was an inspiration for you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Andrea Maxim, and I'm out. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted. Leave a review and drop me a message on Instagram at AndreaMaximND as I love hearing from you. Just so you know, we also host the video version of most of our episodes on MaximizedBusiness.ca. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode.